Hello and welcome to the Greater Freedom Podcast with me, your host, Nicola Charlotte, a business and mindset coach empowering soulful entrepreneurs and online business owners to amplify their freedom, success and income. I'm here to remind you that we really can have it all. And so my intention is that this podcast will support you in building a wildly successful business and a dream lifestyle in a way that feels good to you. I'll be sharing coaching tools, energetic practices and mindset techniques that I've used to take me from corporate employee to soulful entrepreneur earning five-figure months and living a freedom-based lifestyle in just over two years. So if you're ready to do life and business your way, then the Greater Freedom Podcast may well be what you've been looking for. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Greater Freedom. I am joined by a wonderful guest today, Abby, who is a marketing and business coach, helping coaches add recurring revenue to their monthly sales and income. I'm going to be diving into Lots of juicy conversations today, I'm sure, all about Abby's journey, but also how she incorporates freedom into her life and some of the decisions that she's made along the journey to help facilitate that and open up to more freedom, more abundance, and I'm sure more fulfillment in areas of her life as well. So Abby, I'm going to pass over to you. Please do introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about your business. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, So I am a marketing and business coach and I help women specifically create powerful messaging and positioning so they can bring more income in through their incredible programs. Um, I have around eight years experience in branding and marketing. I came from the corporate world um, and I also have a master's in marketing. So I did a lot of the psychology things like Mm. I love that kind of stuff. Um, And yeah, so I started my business two years ago. Um, nearly to the day. Um, and I went actually full time in my business in May 2022. So amazing. Ah, super exciting. And well, there are a couple of things that I wanted to mention about the, the psychology behind marketing, slightly off topic, but I think that's such a key component that I'm sure quite often is overlooked, you know, getting focused on like the strategy side of things and learning from like a textbook, but not necessarily thinking about like the psychology that goes into buying. So is that something that you work a lot with your clients about? Do you think it's something that is maybe overlooked? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that a little bit more. For sure. I think, you know, we can overcalculate everything. Like there's so many things that we should, well, we're told we should and shouldn't do. And there's so much that goes into like different types of buyers, the way that we buy. I know that I've even changed the way that I buy based on like your own perception and your own perspective on things and, you know, the pricing and, and all of these things. There's lots of different things that go into the way that you sell. And I think at the end of the day, focusing on service rather than like overly focusing on strategy you know like in terms of like brand advocates brand loyalty that is all in marketing you know like you being able to do more like lean back selling almost from having all of that um and it's definitely something I I work on with my clients you know we don't we don't talk about the psychology of marketing but in terms of like the way of creating content that sells in terms of like storytelling selling specifically um I love diving deep into someone's story and being like you know every like session I'm like that could be a content idea you know like Mm. I feel like I'm like 
I just see like one of my I would say like one of my like special superpowers is being able to like see things when from what people are saying and make it into something that sounds super juicy like connecting the dots for people yeah and that's so important because we can have the idea we can have the vision we can set up you know funnels or processes or amazing landing pages but if it's not going to resonate with our ideal customer then it's going to be much harder to create those conversions. And people do connect with other people based on their stories, their experience, their how much they can relate to them, which is why it's so important to have that vulnerable side to you as, especially I think in sort of the types of businesses that we have, where it's, you know, we might be individual founders or we might have a small team, but it's a service-based business. So the people are going to invest in you based on who you are not necessarily how immaculate your strategy is yeah and I think actually that's we get so attached like I definitely did that I think the first year of my business I always say it was like the strategy when I was like learning like Mm. how and then like the second year like this year I've really like not that I never really used my voice but really this year I have let go of that perfectionism and really leaned in to learning more about myself having confidence behind my own voice And that's what I've helped clients with this year. And that's the difference between learning strategy and implementing an effective strategy. You know, Mm. anyone can copy copy a caption framework, but if you have to copy and paste that caption framework every time, you're not going to build that trust and connection with someone. Yeah, exactly. And what would you say was the sort of shift or the realization that moved you from that first year of like, okay, this is the strategy into actually stepping forward kind of dropping the I guess worry or fear about oh what are people going to think and actually stepping into who you are which has clearly had such a positive impact on the success of your business and where you are now I would say it was like the belief that like I think shift in the first year I remember that like I was like I just want this to work I want this to work I want this to work I want this to work And then when a thing shifted and they started happening, I was like, this is actually a thing now. Like, I feel like when you first start your business, there's an element of like you testing it out. Mm. Whereas when when I I quit my full-time job and I went in, I took a consultancy client on for three days a week with an old employer. And I remember being like, I'm all in now because now I have left full-time employment I don't know why I did this, but like it is full-time employment. Yeah. You know, I was like making a commitment and I was like, this is me now. Like this is, I need mm. to like really go all in. And I think the more confidence you have in yourself, the more you are confident in sharing your voice without judgment. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and my clients were getting incredible results. So that also built my confidence in being like, I'm actually really great at what I do. And that mm. really helped. It's sort of one of those funny things in hindsight, and it sounds like you're the same, but I'll speak for myself. It's sort of, it seems so obvious now, but naturally at the beginning of your journey, of course, there's going to be areas where you feel like you're lacking confidence or you're trying to replicate someone else's strategy or you're trying to, you know, use words that you think might impress on social media. And it does take a little bit of time to carve out who you are as the business owner showing up online in a way that you've probably never shown up before because you know the way that I use my personal Instagram to my business Instagram account is of course very different um and it is adjusting to that new way of being but as you say I think a lot of it really does come down to 
confidence. Um, so I'm just thinking of anyone that might be listening and is still in that phase of, I know I'm probably not showing up as my full self. So actually it does link a bit to that freedom of, I don't feel like I'm have the total freedom yet to be who I want to be or be that business owner that I'm aspiring to be. Uh, is there anything that comes to mind that you would recommend? Maybe you've had clients that have been in similar situations or just based on your own journey that you think would be relevant to share? 100%. So I actually had a client call with this morning. We had a mastermind call and one of my clients was saying how much her confidence has grown. Mm. And I asked, I asked her this question. I was like, what do you feel has made the difference? We've been working together for nearly two years. She's like one of my longest standing clients. And she said it is taking like small steps of uncomfortable things over Mm. and over again. Mm. And I think that, you know, I'm not saying I always say to people like, I'm not going to go and tell you to go live on Instagram if you don't want to go live on Instagram, because you're just going to have terrible, like, like, it's going to stress you out. You're not going to enjoy doing it. And then you're not going to do it again. Like, I'm all for like doing uncomfortable things. But I think doing it in stages, if like putting your opinion on a post feels uncomfortable, you do it, and then you do it again. And then you realize that like, it's not that bad. And you kind of just ease yourself in. For me personally, I built my confidence on doing the things that I said I was going to do. Like I built the belief and trust in myself that I was like, and this sounds so basic, but literally my to-do list, completing it at the end of the day and actually doing the things I said I was going to do rather Mm. than like procrastinating or like self-sabotaging, like actually doing the things I said I was going to do built my confidence so much because I was like, actually, I can do this. Yeah. And yeah, it's so funny that you say that because I had a, a similar conversation, not necessarily linked to confidence, but around achieving the momentum and the sort of financial goal that a client of mine had set. And she, you know, I think it's been about two and a half months since we've been working together now. And she's seen a real shift in the results that she has created. And I said, what do you think it is that, you know, you're suddenly seeing the momentum? And I sort of had an idea, but I thought I'll use the reflection and see if she can acknowledge it. And it came down to that no like trust factor of actually when you're showing up online, especially if you're newer into business, it will take a bit of time for people to know you, then like you and then trust you as being someone that they want to invest in or have guided, like be guided by. And it's exactly that. It's the small daily steps. It's the intentional action that then creates those bigger results as opposed to thinking, oh, I'm not there yet, i.e. there being a year, two years down the line to earning X amount. And it's that belief once again of actually, I know that I can do it. It's something that I'm adamant is going to happen and focusing on that, those sort of daily actions to make it become a reality. Yeah. And it's so funny because when I used to listen to people on like podcast episodes or like guest expert sessions that would come into the things that I was doing and I would always look at them and be like, oh my God, they're so confident. Like I could never do that. And like the first time that I ever recorded a podcast episode like this, I literally like wanted to pee my pants. Like literally (laughs) was absolutely terrified. And so if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, I could never like go live on Instagram or talk on stories or like do all these things. The people that you see doing the things in confidence did them when they weren't confident. That's how they got confident. And I think that, you know, the first time I recorded my own podcast episode, it took me three hours to record a 20 minute one. Now I just literally get on and, and riff. But like, yeah. if I hadn't have done that really uncomfortable one, I never would be where I am now. And mm. confidence is something that is built. 
It's not, you know, that those people that are confident, they didn't just be born. They weren't just born confident. They were doing things that made them more confident. So coming back to your journey of leaving corporate, um, working with a consultancy client and then going full time um, back in May, um, that to me suggests sort of opening up to more freedom in terms of the way that you want to be spending your days, the business that you are running. Um, What were some of the decisions that you had to make, I guess, around that May, April, May time when it was like, do you know what, actually, I'm going all in. Um, Yeah, any of those decisions sort of came into mind to help facilitate uh, where you are now? Yeah, so I I just want to like note with this. So I actually think staying in that job, like staying, having that income actually created so much freedom for me. And I think I would never, ever recommend to someone just quit your job and go for it. Mm. Because for a lot of people that actually like stresses them out so much Mm. and that would have stressed me out so much not knowing how I could pay my mortgage you know like I would literally have been like so stressed I've been working from a place like that so I I think the decision and the choice to stay in a role where I was earning very good money I was on a day rate so Mm. I was able to work three days a week and be able to pay my mortgage have overflow being able to pay into investments that I wanted to I've always invested very stretchy because of that because Mm -hmm. I've been in that position where I've everything I've earned I've invested back into my business because I already had something else that was covering me so that for me was a place of a choice of freedom that I was able to do that and so um I took on a contract that was um I think it was May until April and then the company asked me to stay on and I said I'll stay on for two months and I'll stay on for two days rather than three days. So yeah. from I think April to the 30th of May, I think it was, I worked two days a week. Now it was very stressful doing both. Like mm. it wasn't easy. I'm not going to say that it was. To do, to do both is, is very difficult. You're your mind is being pulled between two different things that because I was doing a job that I was basically a marketing lead for projects and really that job could have been five days, but I was doing it in three. (laughs) So I, it actually was very intense. I had a lot of zoom calls. I had very much zoom fatigue in those three days. Mm. So when I was doing the two days that were for me or the three days that were for me, I was quite exhausted. And so it meant that I was still working a lot of weekends and evenings, um, but I was fine. That was a decision that I made and it meant that I was covered financially, which for me was that freedom that I that I wanted. So mm. when I decided to leave on the 30th of May, I remember being like, this is, you know, this is the big, this is the big shift. And, you know, I knew I was, I, I knew it was going to happen. And funnily enough, like, I didn't think it was blocking me at all. Like I'd already kind of been like, I'm doing this. I've been doing this for a year self-employed because I was being paid as a self-employed person. So like, yeah, I was self-employed for a year before. And so when I, 1st of June, so June ended up being, I think it was a 16K sales month. And it was a big month. And I I genuinely feel like energetically, like leaving that role opened up like a, like a Mm. bigger month for me. And I didn't realize subconsciously that it was stopping me. There was an element of me not being able to show up fully because on those three days, I wasn't, not that I wasn't the same person. But like, I wasn't exactly as I am on my Instagram, you know, like corporate professional world is very like, you cannot be your full self. The energy is a different energy, isn't it? And it it really does. It it sort of has a ripple effect. So I'm not surprised that there was a bit of a misalignment. 
Yeah. And also, I don't really like doing anything I don't want to do. So there were some things yeah. that I found really boring that I obviously wouldn't have chosen to do. Um, but yeah, so that for me was, obviously, like, I don't regret staying in that role. I actually love the people and I actually really mm-hmm. like the role. But now I, I just made the decision that I was like, this is what I want to do. And now I've made the choice from a place of, you know, overflow. And I was able to say, you know, no to money. I was basically obviously leaving money on the table that I could have kept doing. And I could have mm-hmm. kept doing it. But I was like, right now feels like the right time to move. Yeah. Hi, Chick. I hope you are loving today's episode. Whilst we're here, I have to let you know about Success Code Portal, a brand new 10-day live experience designed to help you create greater freedom in your life and business whilst earning more. We'll be blending business energetics with money mindset practices to help you grow your soul-led business from a place of trust, self-belief and confidence. So if you're a coach, a creator or an online business owner, either feeling like you're running on empty with your energy leaking everywhere, feeling afraid to take time off due to the momentum that might stop or stuck on those 5k months unable to ascend to your next level, then Chick Success Code Portal is going to change your world. Link in bio to register and we start on the 19th of October. If this is resonating and feeling exciting, then enter the code NCPORTAL at checkout for an exclusive 10% off. Simply follow the link in the show notes. And in the meantime, let's jump back in to today's episode. Yeah, and I think that's so important to mention. It's that you were doing it from a place of overflow. So the energy of going into this next chapter was excitement abundance you know freedom and high vibes versus oh god this is going to be so hard what if this doesn't happen you know etc etc and also so great to mention you know that everyone is in different scenarios and it's not just I I speak one of my clients at the moment is in a similar position position to you whereby she has a freelance uh, role that she's still working on two or three days a week but she's looking to grow her business and I said you know how amazing that you've got this other stream of stable revenue coming in so that you can really show up with so much abundance and a sort of positive mindset when it comes to your business, because this is more money that's going to be coming in, like you're already experiencing a feeling of abundance, you're already experiencing money coming in frequently. And now we can kind of ride that and build the momentum and channel that back into your own business and it sounds like that was the same sort of similar position to to what you were in a hundred percent and there's actually a really weird story about how this role came about if you want to hear it (laughs) it's it's, so basically in January 2021 I was working as a marketing manager and I was working well obviously pandemic we were like 800% 800% up with the same amount of team and it was very stressful and right. <laughs> I remember writing I wrote a journal post on January like 8th or something saying for a future visualization saying mm. I'm working three days a week for my business um for, like self-employed so I'm able to work three days for this role that I have and two days working for my business and I dated it the 8th of April and I only found it like just January this year, I look back and the day that my old, because an old employer offered me this role, um, 
uh, the day that they messaged me on LinkedIn was the same day as I wrote this future visualization. <gasps> oh my gosh, goosebumps. That's incredible. So get your future visualizations out because honestly, like it works. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. And it's so, it's a nice reminder as well of, you know, despite where you are now, actually we can still get excited or we, we all can get excited about where it is that we're going. And it's links back to what we said earlier about it's the daily steps and it's that intentional action. And it's the focus on what is it that I want to create for myself? What do I want my day to day to look like? How do I want to be running my business and actually making decisions to enable that? Um, but also things like journaling and visualizations and meditations and yeah, all that juicy goodness as, aside from like the day to day. On that topic, actually, do you have any kind of go to practices or rituals or elements of your morning routine that you use to help you um, kind of protect, I guess, that uh, level of freedom that you've created despite your business continuing to grow? Yes, 100%. So, I use an app called the Superhuman app, which I mentioned to all of my clients. What is that? Oh, it will change your life. It will, It's like <gasps> $24 a month or something. It will change your life. So what I love about it is you have writing meditations, walking meditations, running mm. meditations, cleaning meditations, chilling meditations, cooking meditations. So I do not, I rarely do, I probably do it once a week where I do a seated meditation. If yeah. I also do, they have travel ones. So I just flew back from Malta last night. So I actually do the travel ones when I'm flying. Like if you meditate when you're flying, you literally feel like you're flying. Obviously you're flying, but you literally feel like you're floating. It's oh the weirdest gosh. thing ever. I need to get on this. It's such a good app. Honestly, like I swear by it. Like I use it every day. Um, and the writing ones I absolutely love because I feel like they get you in that focused state without you actually having to just sit. Like I'm not really a seated meditation person. I know there's yeah. probably loads of reasons why that is, but I'm just not someone who likes to sit and do that. Yeah. And so it's it's like training your mind while you're doing things to focus on like one thing. So um, the Superhuman app is what I use. I do journal every day as well. Um, mm. But those are like my two non-negotiables. I don't have like a super long morning routine. Yeah. I swear by like a to-do list that is like numbered or like that is in an agenda. Um, and also at the end of the day, I'll just make sure I write my to-do list for the next day so I can like switch yeah. off from work. That's yeah. Basically yeah. all I do. Super simple. Love that. And also I think, you know, sometimes we can overcomplicate what we need to do, what we should do, you know, in terms of a morning routine. And once again, it comes back to curating something that's going to work for you based on your energy, your circadian rhythms whether you're a morning person or like to have a bit of a lion um and also sometimes like we don't necessarily need a strict morning routine to achieve success we can kind of be a bit more intuitive which is definitely something that I learned or have learned is allowing myself to step away from my routine of you know journal tapping meditation it's like actually if one day I'm not really feeling like doing an element element of it then that's fine because I'm not going to force it like you say you're not you don't need to force it doing a seated meditation I love the idea of doing a cleaning meditation that just sounds so like zen and productive I know I love doing something like that I know that they say <laughs> you shouldn't multitask but I just love being able to do something while I'm doing something else <laughs> especially something like cleaning because you're not using your mind necessarily yeah. as if it was like I don't know writing a newsletter and then trying to do a meditation that sort of is a bit counterproductive but yeah I think walking or cleaning is perfect 
I really rate it. I would highly recommend. Um, okay, well, I'm going to check that afterwards and I'll try and remember to mention it in the show notes so people can have a look as well. Um, now, just before we wrap up, I would love to hear from you any sort of key lessons that you've learned from your business journey so far that might be helpful to share with the listeners. I feel like we've covered quite a few already um but based on your realm of expertise maybe in terms of like helping your helping clients add that extra recurring revenue for example if someone's listening and thinking oh that's me how do I get to that next 5k 10k per month what could you share based on what you've learned from your business journey Amazing, of course. So, so many lessons. I feel like it's a really loaded question. Is, but I'll try. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'll try and think of like I do think that something that I see a lot of people doing is when they want to add more income, they think let's add more into my product suite. And then they kind of get distracted, diluted, overwhelmed, and then they basically feel like nothing is working because they're trying lots of different things without really like investing and being intentional Mm. with their time and their energy and I think the internet there is going to be you could open Instagram now and I could have conflicting things that are saying different things and so it's about finding a product suite that works for you and I do Mm. think this is complete trial and error you know like I've trialed having a call every week a call bi-weekly that now I do three calls per month sorry not per week per month um so either like a call per week, a call, three calls per month or um, bi-weekly that I now do three calls every month, my one-to-ones, because yeah. I feel like that's the right level for me. Mm. And so it's kind of figuring out what your product suite, you what, what you want your product suite to look like, not mm. because you want it to be, of course, we want a profitable product suite, but we also want one that we enjoy and that yeah. we love doing. Um, and so what I would say is that if you are looking to bring in more income is firstly, look at what you're already doing. Like, is there huge energy leaks that are making you feel like you can't take on clients or that you don't have capacity for clients? So even though you're saying, I want more clients, actually, you're feeling like so burnt out and that you have no time to do anything mm-hmm. um, that it that you need to tidy up what you're already doing with clients. Then when you went to like go to create, like, do you want to create something that is a one-to-many program or do you want to hone in on your one-to-ones and just have a higher pricing? You know, like I know people that are making, like, I feel like people always say about like group programs and doing things, but I have group programs and I have courses that make sense in course, in life courses. So if I'm teaching, um, you know, I've got something coming up around like money mindset. If I'm teaching something, it makes sense in a group yeah. because- yeah. I'm teaching it to lots of people rather than having to repeat the same thing to lots of mm. to one person. But like, then I'm like, I also like to do one-to-one coaching. And I think there's this huge thing online about everyone wants passive income and everyone wants group coaching, but then are they getting the level of support that they need? Mm. Some people mm. love one-to-one coaching. I love being one-to-one coached. And so yeah. I love to have one-to-one coaching in my belt. And I think sometimes we can get a bit lost in like all of the things around creating passive things, putting all of our energy into these lower ticket things that feel like we're like, but we're creating income, but actually we're creating distractions. Mm. Mm. It's so true. And it is that exactly as you say, like what makes sense to you? You know, how do you, once again, it comes back down to the, the freedom element and your lifestyle element. Like, what does your dream lifestyle look like? And how can you make that happen with building a business that enables that to be your reality now? Is it working with 
less clients that hire ticket? Is it having a few group programs? Is it doing a little blend of both? Forgetting what other people are doing, forgetting what other people are charging, turning back inwards on what do I want? What does success look like to me? And what can I create that's going to enable incredible transformation, impact, excitement, energy with the clients I'm working with as well? Yeah. And we can change through like seasons of our life. So right, yeah. right now, I have always wanted one-to-one coaching. Like whenever I like was working full-time, I was just pitching, like, picturing myself running group containers. Like I have a mastermind and I'm obsessed with the women in it. Like I love running those containers. I love jumping on those calls. And because business can be quite lonely, I love having those group containers. But I also love mm-hmm. holding people in a mm-hmm. one-to-one space. And if I had like, let's say I have a passive course and I had no human interaction, I wouldn't, that's not the business I want right now. Yeah. But let's say in five years time, when I decide that I you know, want a child, that could be what I wanted. And then I would mm. change based on that. But I wouldn't, like, I feel like it's so easy to get influenced by what you see someone else doing. And then we believe that that's kind of what we want. Like I used to lead into this like digital nomad lifestyle and that I was like, I want to, go travel and then I went traveling and I fucking hated it I know that I'm probably really unpopular opinion here but like I really didn't enjoy being in a backpacking and moving around I love my space and my house you know I love I've got a dog that I'm obsessed with you know like I love being at home don't get me wrong I love going on holiday and I love the flexibility that I can you know I recently I went to Malta with my mum this weekend I went to Rome at the beginning of the month and I was able to take a five-day break both days and work while I was there and and it means that I'm able to do that, but like I don't lean into the digital nomad lifestyle. And I think sometimes we see things online and we want them, even though we actually wouldn't actually want them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally, totally agree. And yeah, it's all about understanding what what lights you up, what kind of business excites you, like it, for the long term, but also being flexible and adaptable, as you as you said. You know, we can change our mind. We can change the way we run a program. We can do something that we haven't seen anyone else do before. We can put it at the most abundant price point, even though we're seeing other people who are similar to us charging three times. And it's like, we don't know what that looks like. And actually, whatever's going to bring us the most satisfaction and fulfillment and impact to our clients is the way to go. I think that kind of sums it up in a nutshell <laughs> yeah and and with that like it's if we that and that's like the the power behind your positioning and messaging right because if you are creating something that doesn't feel aligned and you might have a program that now doesn't feel aligned and then you either have to change it or create a new one because mm. if we lose the as we are always growing and evolving as human beings like we in our businesses especially i feel like it's a humongous personal growth journey and so we do we do change our minds and so when things don't feel aligned it's really difficult to get behind them and sell them and so like that's really in order for you to sell and show up and have powerful positioning you need to stand behind your offer and so that alignment is so important Mm. oh I love that that was so well said and I (laughs) perfect place to end so I'm not going to try and elaborate on that but thank you so much um so many juicy nuggets and sort of pearls of wisdom in there so I really appreciate your time and coming onto the podcast for those of you listening that would like to find out more about Abby and her services and how you can work with her Abby please let us know where it's best to find you 
Amazing. Yeah. So on Instagram, I am, this is Abigail Jane. I'll link your handle in the show notes and um, yeah, any questions that come up whilst you listen to this episode, please feel free to reach out to either myself or Abby. And um, thank you so much again. And I will catch everyone in the next episode. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a review. I would love to hear from you. In the meantime, my DMs are always open. So come over and say hi at Nicola Charlotte Coaching. Bye.